How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. This is Josh Selway talking to you. Today, I'm just going to be going over a few plays early in the week to consider for week four on DraftKings. But before I get into that, I just want to say you can check out fantasyunleashed.com if you want to get to know us. Check out the About Us page to see what we're all about. And every single week, at the end of the week, we are updating our DFS Arena page, going over our favorite DFS plays of the week, our fades, our favorite correlations, stack, game environments, all that type of stuff, all in one location. We're also putting up blogs over there, going over tournament plays and my weekly cash lineup, things like that. So go check that out if you haven't yet and you are new here. And you can also check out Fantasy Unleashed over on Twitter as well. All right, the first thing we need to talk about this week, before we get into all the stats and info and things, my biggest takeaway from week three in the NFL is absolutely Nick Foles rocking that visor. Now, I, if you were a Falcons fan and you saw him run on the field with that thing, I think you knew what was about to happen. And that game was over. The comeback was in place as soon as that visor made its way into the huddle. Uh, I did not know Nick Foles had that in him. But going forward, that has implications for not only the rest of the fantasy football season, but for society as a whole. So that is definitely something that we need to take note of here with Nick Foles rocking that visor. Uh, pretty unbelievable. So we definitely need to start with that and have that uh, at the front of our minds here going forward. And a couple other stats here I wanted to pass along that I thought were pretty interesting, uh, starting with this stat about the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown 49 passes this season. His backup, Nick Mullins, has thrown 44 passes. Uh, as we know, Jimmy G got hurt. Uh, we're going to see how long he may be out here. But uh, this is pro uh, per pro football reference. Uh, Jimmy G has thrown the highest rate of poor throws this season in the NFL at 22.4%. Again, that was the highest in the league in poor throw percentage. So far, Nick Mullins has a poor throw per percentage of just 4.3%, which would be the best in the league. So I don't think we're going to have a, any type of quarterback controversy here, especially with Garoppolo with his insane contract in San Francisco. But if anyone out there thought Jimmy G may be a system quarterback and a beneficiary of the system around him, that those numbers right there would suggest that could be the case. Nick Mullen stepping in and the 49ers uh, so far don't seem to really be missing a beat with him. So I thought that stat was pretty amazing. I mean, it wasn't even like it was close. You know, we're talking about the worst in the league from Jimmy Garoppolo to the best potentially in the league with Nick Mullins. You know, granted, that was against softer competition this past week with Nick Mullins against the Giants. But still, you got it. Like I said, it wasn't even close. And that's just an interesting stat that jumps out at me. Another interesting stat that I was looking at this week is about the Jaguars defense. Now, I think we all know that they got rid of all their defensive talent coming into this year. And, you know, the, the Jaguars surprised week one. They played well against the Colts. But so far this year, the Jaguars' defense is allowing a league-worst 80% completion rate. 80%. Week 1, Phillip Rivers goes 36 for 46 for 78%. Week 2, Ryan Tannehill, 18 for 24, 75%. Week 3, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
18 for 20 for a 90% completion rate. Now the Jaguars are going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals, who have one of the past happiest teams in the NFL. So Joe Burrow seemingly getting a good matchup here. The only issue with Joe Burrow and the Bengals on offense this year really has been that their offense line is pitiful. But so far this year, the Jaguars only have three sacks. So this could be a good week for Joe Burrow and company. All right, with those two crazy stats out of the way, I just want to pass along a few thoughts I have so far here for DraftKings Week 4. Again, I'm recording this on Wednesday, so a lot will change. I usually don't get to my final decisions by late Saturday, early Sunday. But right now, here's a few things I'm looking at uh, specifically for the wide receiver position. The first guy I want to talk about is DJ Moore. DJ Moore comes into this week on DraftKings priced at $5,600. That is $1,000 cheaper than where he was at week one in this season. DJ Moore and the Panthers are at home against Arizona, which should be an up-tempo game this week in Carolina. It has a 52.5 over-under, and right now DJ Moore is 12th in the league in targets. Last week he played the Chargers, which has a good secondary, not a great matchup for him. So he's coming in off a bad matchup there at 5,600. You know, looking at this week's matchup for DJ, not only is the price right, but he has a great matchup as well. He has the fifth best cornerback matchup uh, according to pro football focus here. So a lot seems to be lining up for DJ Moore, a good price, a good game environment, and a good matchup against Arizona at home. So he's someone that I'm definitely looking at early in the week as a potential cash play on DraftKings. Another guy I'm thinking about right now, definitely not the type of conviction I already have for DJ Moore, but AJ Green. AJ Green is at $5,500. That's the lowest his price has been all year. And the, the question we need to ask with AJ Green is, is he still just getting his legs under him earlier in the year? Everyone has pointed out he looks stiff. He doesn't look great. He's dropped some end zone targets. I think he was leading the league in end zone targets though, but uh, he hasn't looked great. So it, the question is, is Cincinnati going to stay patient? Or are they going to keep using him? Are they going to give him um, you know, the, the time to get his legs back under him? Or are they going to say, let's get our uh, younger guys involved like they did last week with T. Higgins leading the team in routes run? Uh, it, that's tough to say. But the price this week is 5500 on DraftKings, the lowest he's been all year. Last week, he was matched up against Darius Slay, a tough matchup, so you can't blame him for not coming through last week. You kind of got to just ask yourself, you know, does A.J. Green have it? Are you confident enough to stick him in there? Because the price is good. They're playing Jacksonville, as I already talked about. They're giving up an 80% completion rate to opposing teams this year. You know, we'll just have to gauge uh, your feelings there on A.J. Green. If you think he still has it, if you think they're still going to give him the opportunity to excel, uh, this week seems to be a great week for him to finally come through, especially at that $5,500 price. Another wide receiver who's absolutely jumping off the page here as I'm going through my workbook for the week is Brandon Cooks. The Houston Texans are back home against the Vikings. This game is another one that has a strong over-under, 54 over-under, one of the highest on the week. And Brandon Cooks this week is only 50, excuse me, 4,500 over on DraftKings. He's still leading the team in targets and air yards. 
and again, a high over-under, and he has a 27% matchup advantage over cornerback Holton Hill, according to PFF. So a good game environment, a good matchup, and an unbelievable uh, price over on DraftKings. He's priced as a wide receiver 49. You're getting that in a plus matchup. Potentially here, a good chance to buy low on a Texans wide receiver after their tough start to the season against a tough schedule. And again, leading them in targets and in air yards. So Brandon Cooks is jumping off as a potential strong play this week. We'll have to see what his ownership percentage comes in. Uh, I would have to think he's going to be one of the higher owned receivers given that price tag. I also wanted to pass along just a couple observations here about tight end real quick. One of the biggest ones that jumped out at me is OJ Howard. Uh, OJ Howard's salary is 3300 this week on DraftKings. And if you go down to OJ Howard, if you go below him, that's when you get to the Kyle Rudolph, Jordan Atkins, uh, James O'Shaughnessy's of the world. So basically that is, I mean, even right above him, there's not a lot. You got Logan Thomas at 3,500, but OJ Howard is interesting this week because one, obviously that price combined with his big play ability, but also the Bucks wide receivers are banged up. Chris Godwin is out. Scotty Miller was also banged up. So we'll have to keep an eye on the wide receiver situation there in Tampa Bay. But OJ Howard at that price is a little interesting here on a week where there may again be uh, it may be difficult to find strong tight end plays. So last week we saw Gronkowski come through with six catches and Gronkowski is up at 3,600. I would much prefer to stay on team OJ Howard here if I had to pick. Uh, we'll have to see if you need that savings at tight end. But uh, if you do need to go low dollar at tight end, he is someone that I may be considering. On the higher end of the tight end spectrum here, you have Mike Jasicko Jasicki, and he is priced up this week. He is $5,100. He's priced as the tight end five on this slate. Excuse me, the tight end six on this slate. And I know that is expensive, but he is in the great game environment here going up against Seattle, who should be trouncing the Dolphins, you would imagine, through the air, and the Dolphins should be playing from behind. And you also have to consider Jamal Adams, the star safety for the Seahawks, could be out. He left the game last week with a groin injury. He's day-to-day -day right now. We'll have to keep an eye on his status. But if he's out, that's just another positive there for Mike Jasicki. You know, there's just so much to like about Mike Jasicki right now. Uh, this is uh, according to Cody Carpentier. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Cody. But over on Twitter, this is what he had to say about Mike Jasicki. Jasicki is... Number one at the position in air yards, 82 per game. He is number one in completed air yards. He is number two in end zone targets. He is number one in red zone target share. And he is number one in slot rate. He had other stats on there, but those were the biggest. So a, love, a lot to love there about Jasicki, plus the fact that the dude is just a baller. He's going to be playing from behind this week. Keep an eye on Jamal Adams' injury, but that could be a place to go if you have the money to spend up at tight end. I wish he wasn't 5100 That's pretty rich, but uh, he could come through at that price regardless. One more salary that's standing out to me for some reason. I don't know why. I shouldn't even be putting this in my head, but I am. Evan Ingram at 4,400. Again, another guy that has a lot of upside, I think. I mean, he should. I don't know what's going on there. He's been seeing some targets 
past two weeks, a uh, decent amount of targets, but he just hasn't done anything with them. Now that the, the Giants are going to face the Rams, they're probably going to be playing from behind there. Uh, the Rams have been solid against tight ends, so not like uh, anything to be blown away about about the matchup. But a, a good price there, I would say, for Evan Ingram. If you're still a believer in him, uh, he's someone that you should be able to fit into your lineups pretty easily this week. Uh, the, he's kind of like the A.J. Green. You know, it's just depending on where you are. I mean, right now, Evan Ingram uh, is only $400 more than like Austin Hooper this week, uh, 300 more than Greg Olson. So uh, depending on where you stand on Evan Ingram right now, he could be an option. I may need to go watch some film on him or something because I, I don't I don't know. But, I mean, that's that's a good price to consider at least for Evan Ingram. And to close out here, I wanted to get away from the positional thoughts and focus on one game environment in particular. And that was Cleveland traveling to Dallas to take the Cowboys on. And this game is very interesting because you have the, the Browns who, you know, they want to run the ball more than anyone else. The Rams are leading the, the league in rush attempts, but you would say the, the Browns, more than any other team, basically depend on the run. That's what they want to do. They want to run the ball. Then you have the Cowboys, who have been thrown for 450 yards per game or whatever, and now they're back at home after a tough loss. So the question is, how is this game going to go? I know a lot of people are going to go with the idea that the Cowboys are going to get ahead and that that could mean this is a good place to play Odell Beckham, maybe even Jarvis Landry if you want to go nuts. Uh, but, you know, for me, I don't, I doubt I'm going to go that route. Uh, OBJ does have a good price this week. You know, he's in that uh, affordable range. He's at 5,800. Dallas secondary is banged up. They're bad. It makes sense, but I, I just think there may be better places to go this week. A lot of other people maybe with that same mindset maybe going to Cream Hunt, but Cream Hunt is also priced up. He's at 6100 and that will make it tough to get to him. So for me, this is just one of those matchups that so far I've been thinking about it, and it's really hard to pin down how this game's going to go. You know, there's, a, there's so many different ways that I feel like it could go. Dallas has been decent against the run so far this year, but the Browns are a different animal. Nick Chubb is a beast. Kareem Hunt is awesome. There is a way that the Browns could come out and establish the pace, and the Cowboys could be playing from behind. Or, you know, the Browns could just be the Browns once again, and Dallas could steamroll them. I, I'm just not getting a good read on this game. I don't know how I feel about it just yet. So I'm just right now, I'm going to be careful about Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, and projecting good game scripts for them. I just don't know if they're going to be one of the highest quality plays for the week. All right, I'll leave it there for now. Again, fantasyunleashed.com. Go check out the About Us page if you want to learn more about us. Go to DFS Arena at the end of the week to see where we're landing on some of our favorite plays. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Unleashed. And remember, Unleashed, only one E, no E at the end. All right, respect the brand. Respect it. But that's it for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. Keep an eye out for another podcast coming out later in the week and any articles we're throwing up at Fantasy Unleashed as well. I will talk to you guys all soon. Have a good one.